0: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the sports fan, presented by JK Contracting. Ready! Break! Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH,
1: this is The Sports Fan, a 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills to the mic alongside Joe Medor on this 14th day of June, 6.06 on the clock and 85 degrees and sunny outside in southeast Ohio. It's The Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting, and it's been a good weekend. Didn't have a show on Friday, but it's good to be back in the studio. Joey, how are you? Good. We both had to uh, make our, our long trips
2: here today, but we're here in the studio with uh, plenty of time to spare to, to get a show ready together. Uh, how was your weekend
1: back home? It was good. You know, I had an announcing gig with the Kinetic Multi Sports. And they were doing go. a uh, triathlon up in the Poconos. So up in ah, I've, been, I've been there a couple times Have in you? my
2: life. Yeah. yeah. It,
1: very nice area. Lake Wallenpaupack, Pack. And Lake Wallenpaupack Pack had uh, 75 degrees was the water temperature. Shoot. So that's nice and warm. Uh, but for those who don't know anything about triathlons, uh, to, for the swim, you have a wetsuit. And if the temperature is above, 70, if it's 78 or above, wetsuit would not be legal because they don't want you to overheat your body while you're swimming out there because you're going for a little bit of a long distance uh, when you're doing a triathlon. So the weather was perfect except for Sunday. And Sunday they did a shorter one. Uh, they did a sprint, so you had the swim, you had the bike, and then you had the run. Uh, and it was a much shorter distance than it was for the Olympic uh, on Saturday. <laughs> and you had the uh, the prologue, which you swim, you bike, you run, you swim, you bike, and run, and uh, it, it's all over the place. But uh, good time, good people. Kinetic Multisports, always a great organization. And uh, one of my mentors, Ken Berger, uh, always uh, looking out for me. And it's uh, good to announce with him yet again. So what they do, having you, what, you doing some PA stuff? Yeah, it's public address announcing, right? Yeah. So you go there to the, uh, to the event, you fire up a generator, right? Because it's in the middle of, most likely it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so you're not getting power, uh, you know, out, off of a building or anything. But you go there, the generator fires up, you plug in the uh, speakers, you plug in the mixer, and then you, uh, you know, you're all good to go. And it's basically, you know, you <laughs> inform the people, right? All right, so water temperature 75 degrees outside, it's about 72 degrees and sunny, and you let the uh, race director talk a little bit and then you just kind of pump everybody up as they're getting ready to go out. And, you know, to, to do a triathlon, it takes a lot. Uh, but it was... a Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> over 800 triathletes uh, over <sharp> three days. And some might have been repeats, right? But just about 800 triathletes all going out there uh, participating, which was a pretty fun weekend. And, uh, yeah, for the, for the PA role, you know, you just kind of... You give them a shout-out, you get their name, they get you get where they're from, and, you know, you kind of boost their morale as they continue to go on throughout the, uh, uh, you know, throughout the race. But uh, you had a little bit of a different weekend, and I kind of prefaced that on Thursday when we had our last show. And, you know, even J.W. Smith was asking where you were at, and I said, listen, I mean, he's going back home he has his own story for why he's going back i said it was for a good reason but it's not my story to tell so you can uh you can tell that story if you wanted to
2: well it was potentially a good i mean it could have turned south depending on uh certain (laughs) answers to things but no no i went home on thursday i was home for the weekend and uh on saturday my uh my brother proposed to uh his longtime girlfriend since college they've been dating for uh I think over five years, it would have been six coming up this November. And uh, she did say yes. Thank goodness. It wasn't a waste of a trip. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to those two, uh, Andy and Maddie. I guess soon to be Mador, unless she doesn't take the last name. I don't know. Don't Didn't know. ask all that many questions. Just trying to get through the saying yes part right. on Saturday. Um, and I mean, obviously, we, no clue when the wedding will be and all that stuff. But congratulations, love you guys. Uh, so yeah, it ended up being a, a real good weekend for myself. We celebrated, had a good time, and then I just kind of laid around all day yesterday. And then uh, of course we uh, combined for like 16 hours of driving today between the two of us.
1: But
3: yeah,
1: yeah, because no, I inst- I was planning on going back from Holly, Pennsylvania all the way back here uh, after the event. But for triathlons, they start at you know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. So you get there and you set up five o'clock, you know, four o'clock, you wake up, you drive, you you get everything set up. So after two long days of, you know, waking up early and and not really have enough energy after I'm like, well, I'll just go visit my folks down in New Jersey and then make the trek over. But, you know, it was good. I know off off air and, you know, we got a lot of talk about in the program. The Cincinnati Reds swept the Colorado Rockies, which was exciting. Uh, Travis Kelsey, talking about how he thinks the Cleveland Browns are on par with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, So we we got a lot of sports to talk about. And, of course, our phone line is open at 740-592-6646. But, you know, the one thing I was trying to figure out, especially, you know, in your instance for why you went home, is what happens with the engagement ring, right? Because if it's just the engagement ring and then you get married, then you have the wedding ring. Right. And then... What happens to the engagement ring? Does it just go off, and does it get put into a safety deposit box somewhere? I don't know. We're too young to figure that thing out. Maybe you go pawn
2: it. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It depends on how much money you spent on it. Yeah, I don't really know how that all works. I know you you only wear the engagement one up until – up until you get married, actually, I think. But, yeah, that, like I, you just said, I don't have to worry about that anytime soon. <laughs> and all no. the semantics of that stuff.
1: For so. us, we won't have to worry about it. But we do have a caller on the line. And, caller, you are live on the Sportsman.
4: Yes, this is Apple. And I'm wondering how you find out when the Legion plays. The paper doesn't put anything in. Do you folks know anything about them?
1: So I know it's online for Game Changer, I think, I for Athens. I don't Appens. have
4: any that fancy stuff. Yeah.
1: Uh, I can look it up for you and give you a call back after the show today. That and would
4: be uh, fine. I, Just give me some of the games or something because I don't know anybody now to call to find out.
1: Yeah, I can give you a call back. I don't have them off the top of my head now, but I can search on the Internet and, and uh, provide that for you after. Okay. Thank you. You got it, Ethel. And, yeah, you know, Legion Bowl is going on right now. You got a, um, you know, Two different area teams kind of going on with uh, Gloucester having their own team and Athens having their own. I think Megs is uh, is on their own as well. So they got a little, a little bit of local baseball. We also saw Ohio University, uh, former player. Where did he go? Um, Sebastian Fabic, who we called for a couple baseball games. Yeah, Ashland University Ashlands.
2: made his decision on that. Yeah,
1: yeah so Fabic goes to Ashland. Uh, an assistant coach went somewhere. So that's you know, not a whole lot of local news really going on. Um, you know Joe Burrow and uh, you know Jamar Chase are getting workouts in after practice, but you know we uh, we'll, we'll talk all about that uh, coming up a little bit later in the program. As of right now we'll take a quick break on the other side. Cincinnati Reds sweep the Colorado Rockies. It's something that I said they needed to do to make a a statement to try to solidify where they are in their season, and they are now one game above 500 for the first time uh, in a long time this season. And stay pat because this could be a fun team. Uh, they took care of business against the Rockies. We'll talk about that all coming up right here on the sports van. Seven four zero five nine two six six four six. It's the sports van presented presented by JK
0: contracting a 970 97.1 FM WATH. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into to the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH.
4: A relaxing drive in the country. Cornfields, rolling hills, and red barns. Idyllic. Until suddenly you approach a bad railroad crossing with obstructed views. The only warning? A crossback. With minimal signage, an accident can occur any time. But you can help. Report bad railroad crossings at angelsontrack.org. That's angelsontrack.org. Because bad crossings kill good drivers sponsored by Angels on Track, aired by OAB, and this station.
0: Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe, uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheetbed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress, 59373. 3-9-3. That's 593-7393. Live and local, the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan
1: 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Cincinnati Reds coming your way tonight at 740 as the Reds take on the Milwaukee Brewers. Another shot at the NL Central leading team, the Brewers are at 38 and 27. The Reds above 500 by one game. They finally, finally get above 500 at 32 and 31. With Vladimir Gutierrez on the mound as he opposes Eric Lauer. With that game taking place at American Family Fields in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The Reds coming off a three-game sweep of the Colorado Rockies, 6-2 to win yesterday. It was a 10-3 to win on Saturday. And on Friday, the Reds put up 11 runs against the Rockies, 11-5. to And it was, overall, what they needed to do against a bad team, Joey. Uh, the Reds, if they wanted to consider themselves a good team, I said it on Thursday, will have to go out there and beat the bad teams. And they had one standing in front of them with this series against Colorado. And they did what they needed to do. Miley gets the win. Um, You know, the pitching was there. You had Wade Miley go and get the win. And then last night, standing in for uh, Sonny Gray, making his Major League debut, you had Centillion, and he goes four and two-thirds, allowing five hits, one run, uh, four walks, which are concerning. But, again, he only gives up one run and uh, did fairly well, five strikeouts in his Major League, uh, big league debut yesterday for the Reds. Yeah, the pitching didn't really have to be anything too spectacular
2: in the first couple of games. I mean, it was a home run parade in the first game. I think, not uh, being five different guys for Cincinnati hit home runs, including including Joey Votto. Uh, he was pretty fired up to. I think it was his first home run since coming back uh, off the uh, off the injured list. So good to see him getting some swings in. Castellanos has continued to swing a hot stick as he has been all season long. Um, and yeah, you know we weren't. I wasn't here to talk about it last week, but. Coming after losing two or three to Milwaukee, who you know that's not a terrible series of loss. They're playing really good baseball right now. Um, having this series against a poor team that doesn't really have a good pitching staff, which an offense like the Reds have should be able to put up some big runs, and they're able to do that and uh, come away with the three game sweep over Colorado. Um, and then it was good to see the uh, the kid making his major league debut yesterday, uh, Centillion. Even though he didn't get the victory, he still was able to work through, uh, you know, battled through four and two-thirds, only giving up one run. Obviously, as you just brought up, want to get those walks down uh, four and just four and two-thirds. I think that's, the, you know, that's not going to cut it at the major league level. But he did also punch out five in uh, just under five innings, kept the ERA below two. And, you know, he's been a guy. He was up. He was at the alternative training site at the beginning of the season. They sent him down to AAA to, uh, to start the year. And he's a young guy, uh, only 24 you know, not listed as really one of their top prospects, uh when, when you look at the list. But if he's a guy who can come in and sort of solve some of the pitching woes that they've had this year, uh, you know, you're obviously gonna take that and uh it's always better when it's a when it's a youthful guy that can come in and help as well. But it was overall a really good series. Uh you know, I thought it was big for Miley on Saturday. He gave up those three runs in the second inning and uh obviously he could have ended up imploding, but uh he was able to Steady the ship and uh, get him through seven solid innings. And, I mean, he's been one of the, kind of like the unsung heroes on the team this year. I mean, he's kept the ERA below three, you know, winning record at six and four. He's given him plenty of quality starts. And Wade Miley's a guy who, you know, he's up in his 30s now. So having him be able to, you know, be a reliable arm and being a lefty as well, you know, that's uh, that's been big for the rotation so far this year. And the bullpen didn't blow it so that, that you know <laughs> that's that's the best you can say i mean it's hard you know when you score what did it end up being 27 runs in a series right yeah you, you you should probably end up sweeping the team that you're playing uh so they got the job done back above 500 they surpassed the uh, the cardinals in the standings now behind third place so you know hopefully they can ride this wave of momentum and and keep it going as we as we progress through mid june here and we get into
1: the all-star break, and that's just only, you know, three, four weeks away now. Right, and again, I want to stress that, that the Rockies were a team that the Reds needed to beat, right? Colorado is not a good team, uh, but it's series like these where you need to pile up the wins, and the Reds were able to go out there and do that. Now they have another opportunity in front of them to beat a team that's ahead of them in the standings. That's going to be the biggest test, and it'll be another test for Gutierrez tonight as Gutierrez will have to go through a pretty talented lineup that, again, features the likes of Christian Yelich and, obviously, Al Garcia. Uh, you know, it, it's... And we talked
2: about this with uh, JW last time, and Gutierrez's last start was against this Brewers lineup, and we talked about, yeah, it's his third, fourth start now. Maybe the guy's got a better read on him. Maybe maybe they'll hit him around. Well, he came out and had a good start against them last time out. I believe he pitched into the seventh inning, if I'm... uh yeah. If I'm not mistaken, threw 102
1: pitches and a seven to three win over the Brewers.
2: Yeah, so you know he played very well, um, but you know it will be interesting to see a second time this guy faces the same team if he's able to go in and uh, and mow him down again like he was able to uh, back just last week when he when he faced this lineup. But you know he hasn't been a big strikeout guy. He's been a very pitch to contact kind of pitcher in his in his first you know three four starts. Up at the big league club, so hopefully he can go out there and give you a quality start tonight. Um, you know, and it's not like he has to go out there and be perfect. You know, they're facing a guy on the other side for the uh, for the Brewers, uh, four point eight two ERA. So you would think the Reds would be able to, to be able to get, string some hits together and put up a couple runs against a guy like that, um, especially coming off the hot series they just had. Hopefully they didn't waste it all on the Rockies and they saved some for this series because this is a chance. Unfortunately, despite the sweep, they didn't gain any of the ground. Chicago's won five in a row. I think the Brewers are won three in a, or four in a row, excuse me. So other teams in the division are playing well. too, that are at the top. So in order to catch up to those guys at the top, you got to be able to beat them at some point and uh, not rely on other teams. And obviously they don't play tonight, right? That starts tomorrow. No, that, that starts tonight. It's tonight. Yep, they've got the uh, must have misread the schedule. Yeah, that's uh, 8, red start. Okay, that makes more
1: yep. sense. Seven forty tonight for our pregame, of course with Tommy Thrall, Dave the Arm Brewster, and uh, the Cowboy Jeff Brantley, uh, all taking you all the way through. Uh, probably it's going to be a late night game. I got to imagine that game's going to be finished sometime around eleven o'clock, maybe uh, um, if it goes quick. <laughs> if it goes quick,
2: yeah, um, that's the uh, that's the big if. But also, so the thing this year is th- they'll show glimpses of being really good. Last weekend, four-game sweep at St. Louis, something they haven't done since 1990. But then they come back out against the Brewers and they have a couple rough pitching performances. They do steal one in the middle, lose two out of three. Um, what you want to be able to do is get on one of them win streaks, one of those long win streaks, that uh, they can really start to build some confidence as uh, we head into July. As that's you know when we start to head into kind of the second half of the season. But it was a really good series this weekend, and... Um, you know, just hopefully the bats can stay hot and Gutierrez continues
1: to throw strikes and get guys out like he has in his first few starts. That reds with a big opportunity in front of him and joining us on the phone line right now. J.W. Smith, how are you?
3: Now oh, you got my number pegged. What's wrong with you? You got me in your, uh, in your little database there. Hey, sometimes I'm our on caller the ID works. Bandwagon, buddy. Come on, beat them. <laughs> I need. All right, man, those guys are too hot, and they got to give my Cubbies a break. Good God. Hey, we want to slap your Mets around tonight, too, sir. Just saying. Well, hold on (laughs) a
1: second here. The Mets just took two out of three from the Padres, and I think we can all agree that San Diego is a very, very good baseball team this year.
3: No, they're not. Cubs took two out of three of them and swept them in Chicago. They're not that good. They just overread it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Cubs will see what (laughs) you do against your Mets, buddy. Hey, uh, but I do want to ask you something, sort of changing things but keeping in the area. I uh, I think I like the Reds' new announcing group. Um, I know the Red fans are going to kill me for this, but I think the Cowboys are getting old now and yeah, you know, pretty corny and everything else. But this is hard. But I wanted <laughs> to ask you what what are, where is uh, Reneman? Is he? ever going to be back in the game, or is he, like, done for life?
2: Shoo, that's, uh, that's, well, t- that's a tough one in this day. and I mean, I know he was down in the American Republic for a while doing games, and, uh, and now he's back, and he's been linked to other teams. I think the Diamondbacks he was linked to uh, maybe yeah. getting another job. I would be shocked if you ever
3: see him uh, call the right. Reds games again. Oh, yeah, I understand that. I just wonder in general, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> man, you talk about... <laughs> Talk about one mistake and
1: you're out. Mm-hmm. Ooh, baby. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's.
3: <laughs>
1: Last time that I heard anything about Tom Brenneman is that he was doing a kind of a speaking series and mm-hmm. he was going around to colleges and he was going around to athletic departments mm-hmm. and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, giving a talk to the student athletes. Yeah um, watch what you say, maybe yeah. and that's basically what it is, right? I mean, right. He, he wants to instill on <laughs> in them uh, to make sure that they don't make the same mistake that he did, um, yeah. and terrible circumstances, right? I mean, the mic was on, he didn't mean yeah. to say it over air, but then yeah. again, he said it, it went over air, and yeah. things are what what they are.
3: You know, he's an OU boy. Um, that he is. He uh, used to hang out right at that station there and do, uh, you know, and uh, piddle around at OU. And I don't think he ever finished. I don't think he got his degree.
1: I think he finished in
3: 2003. Okay. He, you mean he So did, he came back later. He did yeah, come he must back. He back later. Oh, yeah, Jeff, yeah, because he was doing Cubs games long before. The right. Time. Right. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, that's tough. But I, I, I like the new guy. Um, I like I like that guy. Um, yeah. I like that one guy used to be on television. That uh, His name was, I think it was Paul something. I think he was really good some years ago. Uh, that Chris guy, come on. What is, good Lord, he was, he was a little <laughs> left-hander, I think, from the old days. Bless his heart. Uh, he, he's getting like Joe Morgan, you know, and. So anyway, maybe they need to bring. I like when they had people like um, they had all um, oh, the the reliever on for a few games. I liked him. I don't know. I they can't remember his I name, but yeah. But I, you know, he keeps saying the same things over, over <laughs> and over and over and again, and bless his heart, I right. don't know what to
2: say. They uh, they had Votto in the booth one time during his IL and I can tell you, he'll never be doing that after <laughs> after <laughs> no, his playing days, <laughs>
3: But, uh, you know, hey, I'm on the bandwagon since night and night, so I'm just letting you know that. But I think uh, Joey might be right. Well, I don't know if you, I mean, Joey made this comment, but I think there is something about that second time around and in that ballpark. But you know what? If that guy pitches good tonight, then I'm a believer. Because to go through, like beat him like he did last week, and then if he, if he he can even if he can go five innings tonight mm-hmm. and give up, I'd say three or less runs. I'm a believer. Yeah. Uh, I- I'll say he- he's proved it to me, at least at this young stage, you know. Uh, that would be a big step. So we'll see.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Uh, I think that's it. Oh, I-, I haven't been able to keep. How are my um, uh, Clippers doing? Do we know? I haven't been able to keep away things for a while. i got to get back to it. Are they.
2: Last time I knew, they were down 2 1.
3: Where are they? To Utah, right?
2: Yep, Utah. Yep. Looked it up. For yep, still down, yeah. yep, still down. Yep, yep, still down two one. They should be they playing tonight game though. Coming up soon. They should be playing tonight. Probably a late game since they're out in the West Coast. But
1: tonight at ten, okay. Utah Jazz at Los Angeles Clippers. Jazz up two one.
3: Okay, got gotcha. you. Wow. All
1: right. And did you see the uh, Kyrie news? Kyrie's oh, out. Man. James see, Harden I mean. is out. He
3: cannot stay damn healthy. No. No. He's always messing up that ankle. He's got bad wheels. If he isn't healthy, they can't win that series. But if he is, they can. But I've been saying it about him for years. Man, uh, I hate that. Is he done that? I mean, what? What? I heard he was out, but is it worse, or do we know?
1: So it's um, X-rays came back negative. Okay. And the only other update on him was that he was out for game five tomorrow. Okay. Um, James Harden I'll was day to Until Thursday. I think they're playing Tuesday, Thursday this week. Hmm. Huh. So game five will be on will be tomorrow, game six will be on Thursday, and then the Nets could be eliminated by Father's Day.
3: Yeah. Well, Ky- Kyrie, if he could ever stay healthy, he would have had at least a couple rings by now. I just, he's had injury after. It, it's amazing how he keeps coming back. I well, don't I
2: mean, if, give you, it to that guy. if you remember, he only played like six games in college because he I had know. injury issues. I know.
3: In yeah. high school, he was hurt, too. Mm-hmm. But when he's on, buddy, when that guy is on, he, he, he's pretty special. I, he's, like a, um, he's like a Isaiah Thomas sc- a scoring Isaiah Thomas. Right. Like, you know, Isaiah scored when he wanted to. Like, he had that phenomenal quarter against the Lakers back in the 80s. But Isaiah just wanted to, you know, instigate and spread the ball around. But Kyrie can do it all when he's healthy. Man, I, I, I hope he gets healthy. I'd love this. My ideal world would be, close your ears there, um, Mr. Connor would be a um, L.A. Brooklyn series. That would be perfect for me.
1: I'd what? be happy with that.
3: I know you would. That's why I said close your ears. <laughs> but it's probably not going to happen. But I'm going to start watching these a little closer down. And yep. I'm enjoying your guys' show, so I'm listening. Always
1: Take appreciated. Care. Bye-bye. J.W. Smith, that was a great call, and yeah, first with the Reds, right? With the Gutierrez on the mound today, I think the most difficult thing for Cincinnati's pitcher is that the recency that he has pitched against Milwaukee. Not you know even, I mean, that, I mean, it wasn't even seven days, was, Right. Like, that was, was past Wednesday. That was his last outing, yeah. uh, just because of how close, now if, if he pitched against Milwaukee, opening day, and now this is just his second time facing it, even though he's facing the same team twice in a season, uh, it would be a little bit of a different conversation. But now, since it's back-to-back, starts for Gutierrez within a week, it could be difficult for him. But this is where we really see what, what he's made of. Yeah. I mean, another concern could possibly be, you
2: know, they had to use a lot of the bullpen yesterday with uh, with the kid only pitching uh Four and two thirds, I believe. You know, I think like five different guys had to pitch at the bullpen. They used six pitchers in total, and uh, the bullpen was steady. Uh, Heath Hembree gave up a run in, I think, like the eighth inning. But other than that, they did fine. Or the seventh inning, excuse me. But other than that, they 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 held the ship. But you you would like to you know assume that you know maybe Bell's going today. Like, hey kid, if you can get us you know five, six, seven innings, maybe we get a little bit rest on the bullpen you know obviously they'd be looking for that especially because they're probably going to need them in the back end of this series because it's going to be a tough one against Milwaukee as we saw just this past week um so hopefully he's able to handle that pressure of you know trying to get the the pen a little bit of rest hopefully he's able to stick to a good plan that he had last week and make some adjustments because obviously you know, the more you're seen as a pitcher, you know, the guys get down the timing, guys figure out what your stuff is like, and you know, that's when you can get hit around a little bit. And there's definitely some
1: good hitters in that, in that Brew Crew lineup for Milwaukee. And to your point, I think the one, there are about two guys that I think might be unavailable out of the bullpen tonight just by going off the eye test, right? Uh, if you look back-to-back days, Brad Brock has pitched. So I don't think Brock is going to go three days in a row with the Reds. So my assumption is that Brock will not pitch in tonight's game, which means they're down one arm out of the bullpen. If you look at Hendricks, Hendricks in the series against Colorado did not pitch in the middle game, but he did pitch in the first game and in the third game. So Hendricks has been used kind of recently over the past three days. So Hendricks might be a guy that, you know, David Bell might decide to sit and not use and give a day of rest uh, just so Hendricks can... uh, you know, get his arm back up up and going again. Um so they might be a little bit shorthanded in the bullpen to your point.
2: I mean you might have the good news is I don't think Antone pitched over the weekend series. No. Um and so if you're getting, you know, only a five, six six-inning start from your starter, well, there's the bridge right there. Antone very often has gone two, three, even four innings a couple times out of the pen this year, and he's done it with high success. I mean, it's safe to say he's been one of the, you know, one of the really good relievers in baseball this year. So maybe you have him available, or maybe Gutierrez just goes down there and uh, has a lot of success once again. But you would have to think that, you know, Bell's going to be looking for you know, a solid quality start, at least five
1: out of him in in, uh, in tonight's game. Let me also add Garrett pitched yesterday, Hembry pitched yesterday, uh, Brock again pitched yesterday, and as did Lucas Sims, and Sims pitched two innings. So I'm not sure if Sims is going to be available uh, out of the pen as well. Uh, So the Reds might be shorthanded, and TJ Antone, again, did not pitch over the three days, so he is probably going to pitch regardless of what happens tonight. Would you say, let's say if Gutierrez goes seven innings, do you go immediately to Antone for the last two innings, or do you go Antone and somebody else? Because if it's just me, if I'm managing the team, I go, all right, my starter gave me seven innings, and the Reds have a lead. I'm going to go to Antone for the last two and see if he can close out the game. I mean, it's a feel thing,
2: right? You know, if, if Antone goes out in the eighth inning and gives up a couple hits, doesn't surrender the lead per se, but they're obviously getting around on him. You're probably going to get him out of there. But if he goes in there, maybe strikes out one or two guys, has a quick three-up, three-down inning. Uh, you know, my, my philosophy has always kind of been, obviously I'm not a manager, so it doesn't really matter. But if a guy's hot, leave him in there. Let him keep going. Um Especially in a, in a game like this, where you might have a, a bullpen that's worked up a little bit, and you have a guy like Anton, who's ERAs and you know been 1.5, 1.6 all season. Um, so you know, if if you do get a seven inning start, which would be, I think, more than than uh, would exceed an expectation out of Gutierrez tonight. Um, yeah, I would. I would. You know, it's easy to say right now. Just pitch Antone those two innings. It's been great all year. But, you know, if he goes into the eighth, he's a little rocky. He's having trouble with command. Then get somebody else in there. Do you go to Sims again after pitching two innings yesterday? I don't think you go That's to tough. tough. But you're not p- putting Amir Garrett back out there uh, for a save either. Um, well, and,
1: and here's here's the thing with Garrett. Garrett only pitched three pitches yesterday. Pitched three pitches and got, got an out. Uh, got a strikeout. So, again, it, it's... I don't know who, I mean, Garrett is available, but he hasn't been reliable at all this season. Hembry pitched 22 pitches. Sims had 20 pitches. Hendricks only had three. Um, Well, Hendricks had six, three for strikes. Brock pitched 14, but again, he's probably not available. I don't know. I mean, just with the way that, with only 20 pitches, maybe Sims is available, even though he went two innings. Ten innings, uh, Ten pitches per inning, right? I don't know. I mean, he could be if you want to use him. I didn't see Sims pitch at all over the weekend, so he's relatively fresh. Except he pitched, you know, the two innings, of twenty pitches yesterday. I don't know.
2: Well, the ideal situation is they just get up, uh, you know, eight nothing by the uh, early on in the game. The Lineup stays hot, and then uh, you know they can just kind of throw somebody out there, just throw some strikes. Let the players make plays behind you, baby. That's right. the
1: best kind of outing. And against Gutierrez uh, for the matchup between the two, uh, Willie Adams has been perfect in three at-bats, three hits. Adamus. Um, <laughs> I said Willie Adams. It's Willie Adamas.
2: A-D-A-M Adam. Adamas. Adam. Willie Adamus. <laughs> he played in the ALEs for Yeah, I know his name. All right.
1: One more time. How do you say? Willie Adamus. Adamus. They should come with pronunciation guides on this. And we go back to the phone lines. Caller on the sports fan.
3: It's J.W. again. Two quick things. I, hey, Joey, I, in all fairness, I've heard him call Willie Adams, too. So I don't yeah, know to I'm
2: sure it's <laughs> happened many times with a last
3: name like yeah, that. But. You should call him and see if that's what he prefers. I don't and know. then secondly, I think I heard that T.J. is hurt. Is Antone hurt? I haven't Yeah, seen I heard him. he was put on some. I, I think I heard that on the broadcast. But check it out. I think he's put on the on the list or something. Yeah. So happened a few days ago. Whatever happened to him? I think it was Thursday. He pulled something out there.
2: I remember. I don't. Remember, I don't remember. Remember seeing he was going on the
1: IL. But
3: yeah. Check it out. But I heard. I know one of the broadcasters, either TV or radio, said he was hurt.
1: Yeah. Um, this yeah. had to be the quietest injury ever because he's been the most reliable guy out of the uh, bullpen. And, uh, yeah, Anton three days ago, has been put onto the 10-day injured list. Yeah,
3: that's what I uh, thought I heard, yeah. So yeah.
1: I just want to, to say that, and his, his name is Adams, I think. Okay. Is it
3: Adams or a, a, Adamus? I heard Adams, so I, I'm going are going with Adams. I, A-D...
1: But hold on, I, I got the spelling up in front of me right now. Um, it was A-D-A-M-E-S. So, oh. to me, I mean, it's... Adam with yes
3: it's whatever he wants it to be so <laughs> let's find out what he wants it to be exactly I've heard it Adams so
1: I don't know what to tell you I don't know I mean I thought it was Adams just off the eye test
3: but I know but, there's no antone for a few days so yeah well thanks for uh
1: updating that I didn't see that I yeah. I know the
3: just All right to be your job there man
1: come on I know man. yes I appreciate you correcting me
3: Again, right, it's, guys, Thanks. Bye. <laughs> thanks, JW.
1: So there we go. There's your answer. No, you don't go to TJ Adam, uh, TJ Antone, because uh, he's on the injured list, which is a, a huge blow to the bullpen. And now, I don't know who you call on out of the bullpen coming after Gutierrez tonight, because that's a uh, that's a big loss. The bullpen was last in the majors at the five eight eight ERA and 39 home runs allowed. Who do you turn to? He went to Sims the night before. He pitched two innings, 20 pitches. I mean, you could go to Lucas Sims again tonight. I don't think you're going to allow him to go up to 40, right, 40 over two days. I mean, as a reliever, you'd like to see, you know, guys extended a little bit, but, you know, they are all-or-nothing guys. They will pitch with max effort for the short amount of time. Which are why they're really not starters. You know, they go max effort and uh, you know try to take care of the guys that they're assigned in that inning. And if they're able to go two innings, it's great. Uh, but you rarely see a reliever going any more than than uh, two innings these days. And I don't know with with Anto now in the IL, I would have to go with uh, Sims since he just pitched again only twenty pitches. Uh, but that. Poses another big question because I I do think that Brock will not be available tonight after pitching, um, the way that he has pitched over the last couple of days. Well, Mierda will be available. He only threw
2: three pitches yesterday. Right. Whether you want him available or not, right now is.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's my other thing. I don't um, know if I want the guy available.
2: Oh uh, yeah, he needs to. He, I mean, we're, you know, to have a nine ERA this late in the season, you know, that you're <laughs> you're having a rough go of it.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's not due to a lack of chances either. No, I mean, he's been thrown out there. He was given the closers opportunity first. It was between him. Uh, I mean, Antone closed a little bit this year and, and uh, Sims. You know, Those have been your, your guys out of the bullpen. Garrett has underperformed. Sims uh, got off to a horrible start, but he has since gotten better. Yeah, and you and, just know it has to be in there
2: somewhere because since he's, you know, his first season in, back in 2017, he was mostly a starter. He wasn't even in the bullpen, but since they, they've converted him over to the bullpen, I mean, I think he had one year. The first year he he had an ERA in the fours, but since, you know, last year he had a two four five ERA. In '19, he had a three two one ERA. Like he's been good, um, and just this year hasn't been able to haven't been able to figure it out. I mean, I've, you know, people, other people I know that watch the Reds, and you know, we we've talked about a little bit that you know his slider just doesn't really slide too much this year. Uh, it's kind of become a a slower you know fastball that you know to guys at the plate look like. Uh, it looks like batting practice at that point, And then that's when, that's when the long balls and the hard hit balls come. Uh, Cause against major league talent, if you're throwing a salt through the plate, it's just, it's just not going to work out. Um, but yeah, you know, only throwing three pitches yesterday. He'd be available for sure. Uh, but again, let's just see what, what Gutierrez is able to do. You know, this is, I think he's already proven that, uh, you know, he's going to be in the, in the rotation for at least the rest of this season. Then we'll see how it all plays out. But, it's one of those starts that, uh, you know, maybe if he goes out there and puts together yet another good performance against the Brewers,
1: uh, you know, he starts to become a bit of a household name. Especially with the Reds first, and then maybe we'll see uh, how much success he has, you know, on a national stage. But uh, right now, Gutierrez and the uh, Milwaukee Brewers first pitch slated for eight ten tonight. Our pregame on 970 WATH and across the Reds Radio Network will start at 740. We'll throw it to a quick break. On the other side, Travis Kelsey giving high praise to the Cleveland Browns. As he says, they are neck and neck entering into the 2021-2022 season. And that's, uh, that, that's something because, you know, Browns, they made it to the postseason for the first time in a while last year and, got their first postseason win. Uh, and and now they're getting some more recognition uh, outside of that with high expectations coming into this this upcoming year. We'll talk about it coming up next. This is the Sports Fair presented by Jane Kay Contracting at 970-97.1 FM, WATH.
4: Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970-WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth show. Well, it's really not it's the not Kim, and Kim, and Kim and Ruth show. show. It's really... I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics and all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. The trained soldiers of the Army National Guard are a new generation of leaders called to proudly and selflessly serve our nation and make a difference in the communities we call home. Do you want to make a difference? During our Hiring Days event, may to June 14th, we're looking for highly motivated candidates for part-time careers in the Army National Guard. You'll experience the personal fulfillment of serving your community right in your home state during emergencies and natural disasters, while learning skills valued in civilian careers like leadership, problem-solving, and strategic thinking. And when you serve in the Guard part-time, you can work or attend college full-time while you earn a paycheck, gain career skills, and enjoy great benefits like low-cost health coverage for you and your family. Learn more about serving part-time in the Army National Guard by visiting nationalguard.com slash hiringdays today.
0: Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to 970-WATH and the Sports Fan.
1: Almost sounds like Football Friday Night coming back into the Sports Fan today. Of course, it's the same song we used for the intro for Football Friday. It's coming up close, I guess. Now it's June, but August will be back in the WXTQ studios hosting the Football Friday Night Post Game Show and uh, you know, talking probably a lot about the the Tremble Tomcats. Of course, we'll have Bulldog uh, football right here on 970 WATH Athens County game of the week. We'll return home for on Power 105, and uh, you know, it, it should be a, an exciting football season. But I don't know what got me onto football. It's just you know, hearing that song. That's that's uh, you know what we do every Friday night during high school football season. But. The uh, football season is right around the corner for the NFL. Things are starting to heat up a little bit as we get, get closer and closer. And Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs All Pro tight end, who's also from Ohio, feels that the, the Cleveland Browns are ready to emerge. They are ready to contend in 2021. I guess it's because of, you know, OBJ coming back off of his injury, and, and he seems to be. Uh, they're coming back and in, in fully healthy, uh, they hope. Um, Baker Mayfield has finally solidified the quarterback position for the Browns. And really, Cleveland just has a stable management system. They have a stable front office. The GM is the same from last year. The head coach is the same from last year. And the quarterback is the same from last year. That's very rare for Cleveland to have the all three positions returning. Uh, and that bodes well for the future success of Of that franchise. It's
2: probably rarer that they have any of the three returning for as many seasons as it has.
1: Right. I mean, just to have Stefanski back in there, just to have, uh, you know, everybody back, really. I mean, you you didn't have to go. You weren't the number one overall draft pick this year. and, And that, I think, speaks volumes to where the Browns are right now. Yeah, no, they're definitely a good team. Um.
2: I'm just confused as to why Kelsey's singling out the Browns and coming out before the season to say something like th- like I, I it's just confusing for me to s- because in my eyes it's like well the Chiefs were head and shoulders above everybody in the AFC last year and then you're coming out before this offseason, saying how the Browns are now neck and neck with you, are you saying that you've regressed since last season? Like, uh, uh, it, it's just a weird statement to make to me. Uh, and I don't, I don't feel like you usually hear players talking about you know how other teams are as good as them. Um, uh, I don't know. Can you think of it? It just doesn't seem like a normal thing to say. And yeah, obviously we all know Cleveland's not of old. Although I'd find it hilarious if they were just terrible this year again, but.
1: Anyway, That's coming from a Ravens fan.
2: Yeah, well, you know.
1: You like to see. You like to see the Browns lose.
2: The Browns were indifferent to me before I came to school here and met their fans. But <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, w- it was an interesting comment. Uh, and to break it down, you know, Cleveland had a really good offense last year. A pretty pathetic defense at times. Uh, still won 11 games. Still got a wild card spot. Won a playoff game. So to say, like they're ready to be contenders, uh, and that like, and that, that's fine if you want to say that. Maybe you say the Browns are good. Like, yeah, okay, we can all we all have two eyes. We all saw the Browns were good last year. I just thought the weird part was to like compare them to them and say how they're neck and neck now. I,
1: it's weird. Like right.
2: they're not they're not talking about any other teams in the AFC being <laughs> being up to their caliber.
1: And this was the quote uh, that was taken by Nate Ulrich of the Akron. Beacon Journal, uh, he has Travis Kelsey quoted as it's definitely there. Baker and the gang have upped the ante, made this team an unbelievable team, and a team you have to prepare for and take serious. I think that moving forward, without a doubt, I can see a lot more playoff games between us, and I'll just take it one day at a time and hope for it. I think the Browns and Chiefs are definitely neck and neck. I See, see everything
2: the- he said up until the last line it's like, okay, yeah, you know, you're not going to, like, Kelsey doesn't go out of nowhere, bash the Browns and say, oh, yeah,
1: it's terrible. It doesn't matter. We, but right. maybe the, the, the neck and neck thing is weird to me. I don't know. It's Right. And Travis Kelsey is from Cleveland Heights, Ohio, right? So he's an Ohio native. He probably well, grew up in soft Brown's spot, fan. perhaps. Yeah. And I don't read into it too much. I mean, yes, when he does say that, you know, he's saying, you know, a team who has won the Super Bowl recently, uh, is now on par with you know, a team that aspires to win the Super Bowl. And I think Browns fans should take that uh, with a lot of confidence because you know, here's a guy who has gone out there, has a Super Bowl ring, and now is saying that you know the Browns can contend. I think that's a positive for Cleveland. However, if you are now a Kansas City Chiefs fan, yeah, you, you might not be so confident because here come the Browns, who are uh, a team historically that, has not done well. Uh, and, and now it's a team that you don't want to have to worry about, right? Because you have to worry about, um, you know, at least in the NFC, you got to worry about the, uh, the Buccaneers, right? Cause they beat you last year. Um, if Aaron Rodgers is still with green Bay, you got to worry about the Packers. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know who other, what other teams would you have to really worry about as a, uh, as a contender in the AFC? Um, if you're the chiefs, if you're, I mean, Ravens probably right. I mean, you have the former MVP quarterback in Lamar Jackson. You got to take him into consideration. I don't the think the Steelers Bills. are going to be a, uh, a Super contender. Bowl contender. No, no, probably not. I, I,
2: I, uh, think I mean, in the AFC, you know, it's kind of been dubbed as the weaker, uh, the weaker conference here recently. Um, because you know it has appeared that Kansas City has been, uh, you know, just a cut above the past couple seasons, just the way. You know, the first year it was more the regular season. They kind of ran through everybody. Then the postseason, they were losing in every game actually, and had to to come back. Um, now the first couple, they ended up winning by a pretty sizable margin. Uh, they they whooped up on the Texans for three quarters, and then you know they beat the Titans by multiple scores too after being down. The Super Bowl was close. Obviously, they had to you know make the the great play Mahomes to Hill and you know, the defense. They would step up and stop the Niners. Uh, but this past year, the Chiefs. It was kind of the opposite. During the regular season, they weren't really looking too sharp. They were barely winning some games that you thought they would blow teams out. And then, you know, the the Cleveland game, you know, they were pretty much doing whatever they wanted with Cleveland. And then Mahomes got out. That gave him some hope. Um, And, uh, you know, Chad Henney makes the big play to keep the game alive. And then, you know, that Chiefs-Bills AFC Championship game, I don't know about anybody else, but me, I was watching. I was like, the Chiefs, this game's over. I thought that it, it just seemed like the Chiefs were in control the entire time.
1: Then, of course, they get blitzed in the Super Bowl. Um, All right. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs had to deal with an offensive line that looked totally inept yeah. against the Bucs. Yeah, I would say. Um, right? And so, they had to deal with injuries. Yeah. So. so, you
2: know, the point is, the past couple of years, it has looked like the Chiefs are just way better than everybody else. Um and they didn't do too much different to the team. They lost Sammy Watkins. defense pretty much the same. Still have Hill, Kelsey, brought in Orlando Brown. They traded a couple couple picks to get him from the Ravens to try to address the O-line. They signed a couple other veteran O-linemen as well to try to address that situation. Um, y'all, a lot of young pieces on both sides of the ball. Obviously still feeling good about where they are. They've been the back-back Super Bowls. They have one of the best quarterbacks uh, you know they have the best quarterback in the league and probably when it's all said and done going to be one of the best of all time if he just continues on the trajectory he's been put on but um
1: he's still got to go a long way to
2: reach that right absolutely um and you know it—it just it comes across to me and it's probably not what he meant he's Teams compliment other teams all the time and just say, "Yeah, they're a really good team. We love playing them.
1: We can't. We love playing them in the playoffs." So I need, yeah, obviously, but all of those compliments stop short of equating them to your own team. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah.
2: So I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of a strange comment to make to me. I don't I, like. I don't. I don't read too much into it. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think Kelsey's like conceding anything. But um, yeah, I mean, if and you read the direct quote there to say we are neck and neck, like. I don't know. It's, uh, it's a little a little, a little weird to me. Plus, you know, we'll see. I think Cleveland is good. I think if the defense stays healthy, they will be better than last year. I mean, it's hard to be worse than what that defense was like at times last year. They won five games where they got 30 or more points, the only team ever in NFL history to do that. Uh, you're not going to get away with that every season. <laughs> so right. they do have to make some changes on defense. And, like, not only do I think it's a weird comment, I I just don't think it's true. <laughs> I still think Kansas city is better than the Cleveland Browns today.
1: And maybe it is just crossing the line a little bit in saying, you know, equating that team to to your own team. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably just an an innocent, you know, he's from Ohio. He probably wants to see the Browns succeed and he was just paying him a big compliment saying, you know, we've been the best team in, in the NFL. And I think the Browns are right there with us. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, so, I mean, it could be just, you know, overly complimenting the opponent, and uh, you know, maybe even boosting. I know if a couple other people were, were still here at the station, they would, uh, of course, be uh, skeptic of the Browns, but I think it's pretty hard to be skeptical of what the Cleveland Browns have built in Cleveland uh, coming up this year. because I they, did, I the say consistency they still have more to prove. Yeah. Um, but you have less question marks going into this next season. Oh yeah, because they've, they've actually done it now. They they've right.
2: had a playoff season. They've they've despite having you know they had the loaded roster the year before too, and everybody was already making them you know the de the facto Super Bowl pick, right? And then uh, they actually weren't able to put it together. Had a six and ten losing season. They put it together some last year, uh, but coming in this year, they got to do it again and do and uh, keep on doing it.
1: Yes, I do, and uh, we got a caller on the line. Caller, you're on the sports fan. It's
4: Apple. Hey, Ethel. Uh, I thought maybe you called I and I forgot to tell you to tell me who you are. or I don't answer the phone.
1: You'll get a call from six six four six. The last four digits.
4: Okay. Well, I don't. I don't have that either. See, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> All good. I don't
4: have any of this modern stuff. Just that you have to tell me who you are, and I'll answer the phone then. Okay.
1: Sounds, sounds good. We'll, we'll give you a call right after this. Okay. Thanks, Arthur. Yeah, well, of course, we're always willing to help out. Um, but coming up tonight, 740 pregame starts with the uh, Cincinnati Reds as the Reds take on the Milwaukee Brewers should be a big, big series for Cincinnati as they look to build on the success that they've had over the last couple of days. And uh, they will need to do so if they want to consider themselves contenders and buyers at the trade deadline, which is not too far away. And uh, who knows? They should have a couple of All-Stars coming up, too. I think that's coming in uh, within a, maybe about 20 days or so. But this has been the Sportsman, presented by JK. Contracting at 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Big thanks to our callers, J.W. Smith and Ethel Pierce. And for the door, this is Connor Mills signing off. Again, the Reds come your way at 740. But before then, we throw it to CBS News and the World News Roundup right after this.
4: Talk to you tomorrow
1: by the sports fan.